0: Next, by telling you you're being recorded. Here's a heart yeah. too. I can send you a heart. Wait. Aww. Look Aww. at
1: that! I got a heart from from my, from my friend Dave. Dave gave me a heart. Hey, Dave, Aww. this is the Almost Good Podcast. Uh, my name is JDO. Your name is David James Keaton. We Hi. talk about movies on this podcast, but you know we might not even talk about movies today because I think the key to this podcast really oh, uh, no. uh, taken off is to is to have hot takes on oh, the no. issues of the day, I right? Swore,
0: so I swore I would not do that anymore because oh. I was looking at our previous episode and it had another one of my meltdowns on it. Yeah. I noticed no one no one liked it. No one clicked like on Pop Bean. Every yeah. episode until that episode had a little like on it. So it kind of kind of got to me. I think that maybe I should just stay positive. Okay. Positivity is the key, and that means. I don't maybe we shouldn't talk about these things. Maybe we should just talk about
1: safe things. Uh, what do people even want to hear, man? You know, I don't even I'm not even sure
0: what people want to listen to on these things. They want they want product reviews. They want to know oh, about they want to right. know about tangible objects whether they're good or bad purchases. They don't care what we think about anything else.
1: Okay, that's great. I got a new rice cooker. And okay. I also I got a food scale. The right. food scale is a General Electric. Cost seventeen dollars on Amazon. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's from Greater Goods. It looks like the GE logo, but it's actually. You Greater say Goods. scale? You mean like it, it weighs things? That's right. A scale to weigh my food, right? So I know oh. because you know I need to eat like about a pound and a half of chicken a day. So I have to be like kind of weighing my my food. Dude, the and
0: implications! I'd, you could find out. The exact weight of your soul with that. You actually, you
1: probably could, if my soul was in a piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay, so that's review number one. I give it yes, three, I give it three stars. Three uh, stars for the three stars out of five. Skill, yes, All right, now it. let's talk about the the rapists in the comics industry.
0: So wait a minute. Wait a minute. we will not record. Record, guys. We are keeping boop, 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 positive you're oh, keeping it okay. positive by talking right. about uh product reviews okay i, I got new, another product. i have a new fan wait i got a new fan i can tell you okay. about a new fan excellent um, it's a actually can you hear the wind blowing i wanted to test this out can you hear the i i can in fact
1: yeah i'm sure my, our listeners love that that's good because they're getting <laughs> sure. a sense of they're getting a sense of, of of the
0: product working you know it's well this fan is a fucking nightmare dude i I wanted an oscillating fan in the bedroom because we're going through a heat, heat wave. And yeah. it's got... The one thing I didn't want on this fan was a, a bright light because I have on my other fan, there's a blue light. It looks very normal yeah. and tiny and small in the yeah. middle of the day. But then at night, it, yeah, it, the the whole room is lit up. Like it's one of those. Nightmare. It's one of those
1: towers, right? You have one of those those oscillating <laughs> yeah. towers. I had yeah. that. I had that too. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The fucking light. It's like the eye of Sauron in the middle right. of the night. Well, that fucks so, with us. That fucks
1: with us like naturally because as primitive hunter gatherers, we would have been sleeping under starlight, but then also complete darkness. So when there's a light, our little moth brains think that it's the sun coming up.
0: You know, yeah, and I thought and last night I could not sleep at all. And I blame this thing. Not only does it have a light, this is the fucking nightmare. It's got animation. So the display on it isn't just brightly lit. It's got a little tiny picture of a fan spinning on it. And then yeah. these two, these two arrows, like if you had a fancy turn signal on your car, yeah. you know, the, bu- the bumper would go do 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 and show that you're turning left. These yeah. arrows yeah. are sho- constantly showing me that it's spinning, even though I know it's spinning. So that means not only do I have the light as like you just described, my whole like fight or flight instinct is activated all night because I have this <laughs> peripheral motion like in the corner of my yeah. eye. What's moving yeah. in here? And it's well, this little you know, fucking animation. So dude, one actually, star, one star, one star. Fan. Well, speaking
1: speaking of fans and fearing for your life, I'm sure a lot of Warren Ellis's fans uh, oh, feared no. for their lives. Oh, oh God, no, you oh, no, oh, no. can't do that. We have oh, to just so talk about Positive uh, thing. All right. No I'll talk... okay. Take. So here's a review. Here's a review. Okay, I got a review. Okay. <clears throat> I got the review of this graphic novel. Oh It's no. called uh, Trans. <laughs> it's called Trans Metropolitan. Oh. Geez. Uh, it's by a guy named Warren
0: Ellis. Um, really great near future kind of cyberpunk. I only knew the. I, I missed the boat on this whole thing. I I know he had like. Non-symmetrical glasses, and he was sort of a Hunter yes. Thompson in the future deal. That's, right. that's, that's only right. because of the covers. I, whatever yeah. story I could glean from those covers. That's all right. I got. I, I heard right. that Matrix ripped it off. Is that true?
1: Oh no, no, you're thinking of the Invisibles by Grant Morrison. Oh. Yeah, and and it's easy to confuse them because both of their protagonists are bald guys. In
0: uh, oh. In the Invisibles,
1: he has little. He has those little John Lennon glasses. And uh, in Transmetropolitan, he's got the asymmetrical, you know, rectangle okay. circle thing going on. So,
0: okay. So you you're um, still
1: you're still reading comics, is what you're saying? No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to talk shit. Um, but no, what? Here, here's another product that I got recently. It's called ZMA. Okay. I've been working on my nightly stack. I've been working on the the vitamins that I take before I go to bed. So here's Ooh. what I do. This, so here's what I do. Okay. First of all. I make some chamomile tea, right, for, okay. for relapsation. And then I add some glycine, okay? Now, glycine is a an amino acid that aids in neurotransmitter support. And these things will give you the most vivid dreams you've ever had. It's crazy, right? So this okay. Z, ZMA... Um, is basically it's zinc, magnesium, and what's the A stand for? Aspartate, right? No, that's zinc, aspart. Anyway, it's, um, it's magnesium and zinc are, are super important for immuno health and also for muscular recovery. But dude, I woke up this morning, it's this the first time I tried my, this stack, and it was kind of spooky how there was no morning fog. I think that like, I think that morning fog actually serves a great purpose because it's like a transition from the sleeping world to the waking world. Um, but I pretty much like, it was like a blink and I was just up and I
0: was ready to, that's, I, that's, the, I think that's That's the age difference between us. Cause you have a morning fog still yeah. fog, day, fog days are over. Like I have morning pain and hatred. Yeah. Like I, I wake up in this blinding rage and everything hurts. But where mm. you're just like, oh, just easing into the day. <laughs> like I don't even <laughs> remember that. I can't even remember those days. I'm just well, like, you what, know. Is anything going to give out when I step on it? Is any What's going to happen? Is My my whole spine does that whole thing like those straws you used to play with when you were a kid. You pull them yeah. straight and you squish them uh-huh. down. That's my spine on the way to the shower. Oh, I Jesus. have some vitamins too, actually. I should, um, if we're doing Yeah, vitamins, let's, do vi- let's do a vitamin. Vitamin review. Corner. I have some yeah. vitamins. I don't know what the, you know, what the. Um, whether I'm you know, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I just, I liked the bottle. I'm a big fan of, of colors. And I'm walking through another podcast here to tell you about these vitamins. <laughs> so, Amy's recording something.
1: This is what it's like when podcasts so collide.
0: So I've got, here we go, I've got chewable papaya enzyme with chlorophyll. Ooh, interesting! You said with chlorophyll? Yeah. Um, oh, nice! You know, it looked it looked uh, it looked cool. They had like six million these chewable things. So I, you know, I got the deal. Got the what does what does chlorophyll do for a for a human? I the the final, but it, I wanted the strength of a thousand plants. So oh, awesome! I figured, yeah. um, I've got D three. Yeah, that's got... that's
1: major. D three is you won't get coronavirus because you take D
0: three. Oh, sweet! Well, I'll take more of yeah. that. Yeah. I've got lutein. And I, I guess it says for eye health, and it's and mm. so for stupid people, it's nice and orange to look like a carrot to remind them. of Oh that. Yes, 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 yes. I got the lutein. I've got uh, the fish oil, the omega mm-hmm, three. Purple, burp- mm-hmm. although I don't mind the burps because she gets the burps.
1: No, it's good. It's like it's like a, the ghost of a snack you never had.
0: Yeah, it just reminds me of you know like living in Maine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the one a day chewable, which probably has all that stuff in it anyway. Or no, not chewable. This is the one a day, one a day uh, men's complete multivitamin. Uh huh. And then I have five different kinds of antacids, which uh, are the ones that, that really keep me alive. And then I've got this. They prescribed this to me. I kept having these weird vibrations, and they, the doctor thought I was stressed out a lot, which yeah. is true anyway. So he so he prescribed this <laughs> propranolol. Generic for, yes. okay, so in that's beginning
1: to sound things. a little bit too pharmaceutical to for me. Like yeah, I don't know what begin- that is.
0: I think, yeah. but the, supposedly it's a, it's a beta. Is it a beta blocker? I don't know what it is.
1: Um, yeah, no, I you know, you know, who's, you know, like, who the, the real beta blocker is this guy right here. <laughs> this guy right here, <laughs> blocking those betas. You know what I'm saying? Like beta males? You get what I mean? I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Uh, but yeah,
0: I stopped taking them because they weren't they weren't as tasty as the little chlorophylls. So I pound those. And I'm, just I'm like, so
1: intrigued oh. about this chlorophyll. I'm going to have to look into it I'm a, because I'm I, a I don't swamp understand, thing,
0: dude. I'm yeah, a swamp I'm, thing. I don't know what I don't know what.
1: Well, no, I take it back because we eat plants all the time, right? And well, here's the thing: some, when of I was... that, some of that has to be translating into. You know, we're probably eating a... some chlorophyll when we
0: eat, like, spinach or something. Well, it was... They were cute, you know? They were these tiny... And they were chewable. And I'm, I'm big on that because I feel like I'm eating something. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as, like, medicinal. Uh, I had this weird phase. In high school, I stopped eating meat for about a month. Yeah. And I was exercising very heavily. And I thought, what if... I just watched the original version of The Thing, where the monster is a plant essentially. Yeah. He's like a, and they look at his cells under the microscope. And they're like, there's no, there's no cells. It's a, it, it's, a, it's a, a, linear cell structure. It's a plant. It's stronger than our cells. And I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I took meat out of my diet. And I thought, what if I worked out just as hard, and yeah. all I and all I ate was like celery and peanut butter and shit. Um, and you can guess right. how this ended. It ended with a very yeah. hungry day of stealing everyone's lunches because I was fucking <laughs> yeah. dying. Because I was dying no. in real time. The, like um, the
1: amount of broccoli that you'd have to eat to achieve. I mean, it's doable. In fact, I've seen uh, maniac vegan bodybuilders on YouTube that have gotten pretty jacked off of, um, you know, vegan stuff like pea protein and broccoli and stuff like that. Oh, but uh, then when piece. you see like what they eat, like what they eat. It's um, it's every day. It's a mountain of broccoli, <laughs> a mountain of broccoli, and it's just like, you know, it's, it's like the, this whole vegan thing. Like you, you can, you can make the switch, bro. You can make the switch. I'm like, I, I literally can't make the switch. Like there's, you don't have there's not enough t- no lot of
0: time in the day to pound all that yeah. cauliflower up your ass.
1: Exactly, dude. It's fucking insane, man. Well, you could do it. You could do it if you actually cared about the animals. So you know, um, and it, it turns out I just don't. You know, well, but um, but let's just
0: keep let's keep it positive. Um, yes. Yeah. So <laughs> right. You okay. uh, you said, I think I watched some movies and you read some books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple movies I want to touch on just because uh, I think that they're I don't necessarily think they're good, but I'm glad they mm-hmm. exist. This is kind of like a I'm glad they okay. exist. Uh, yeah. Pod because I, I've just been kind of vaguely disappointed with everything. Lately, But then after the fact, I start thinking about it. And I think that's maybe a good review these days because I don't like anything anymore. And so Mm. if I at least keep thinking about it, then it squeaks by. And um, that's definitely the case with The Vast of Night. Have you heard of this?
1: Uh, Yes, I have heard of Vast of Night. So you've you've been thinking about this movie.
0: I have. I think I initially complained to you about it. And I mm-hmm. said, "Don't don't bother," which screwed up our review. But uh, that you should never listen to me. I think that that's the lesson here because it was actually mm-hmm. it's fascinating. On paper, it should be perfect. On paper, it's right up my alley. It's okay. essentially it's essentially like uh, Pontypool meets War of the Worlds, and I'm talking about the radio show, not the Orson yeah. Welles original radio show, not the movie versions. I'm talking about the idea that somebody is tied to a radio and they're trying to figure out if this invasion is happening. So right there, it feels like that's, that's gotta be great. But then, you know, you got the limitations, you're tied, you're tied, you're kind of room mound, you know, and you're stuck with, uh, you're stuck with two people essentially the whole time. Um, And it, but it's got this trippy, I don't want to say mammy talk, but it's got this very playwright sounding overly written dialogue that I like. Um. Mm-hmm. And so that that kind of gets you a long way. It's um in a nutshell basically it takes place in the I think it's in the 40s 50, 50s, the 40s. And uh the period is depicted pretty well because they're they keep it to just a couple locations. And there's this kind of smart ass dude who is filming a basketball game I think at the beginning. I'm not sure what was happening at the beginning, but it, the camera follows him on a long walk from a basketball game where the whole town is attending to the radio show where he does, um, he does his show. Meanwhile, he has a best friend who at first I thought was a little kid because the, the casting is weird, but I think they're supposed to be... They wanted them to have a little more <coughs> charisma than they do. But it's, so he's got his, gir, his girl Friday, essentially. There's like They're wisecracking to each other. And there's all sorts of history there with the the town that they talk about. And while they're, and she goes to a switchboard and she's an operator. So the two of them are talking to each other, him on the radio between calls and songs and her between calls on the switchboard. Every so often they'll communicate and they're, they're hearing weird things. Like they're starting to put together what's going on out in the town, Mm -hmm. which is there's some strange sightings and people are acting weird and what's going on and, people are calling in and saying, this reminds me of something that happened before and the way it's pieced together. Um, again, this probably sounds a lot better than the experience is because the experience of watching it is tough. Okay. Uh, because it's very low budget. Um, and that it's not the budgetary limitations, but there's a limitation of scope to it or something. It's it, it also, it doesn't quite lean into its device. Like it's, it's got this kind of fake Twilight Zoney framing device where it has a, an intro of the Twilight Zone, but it's been meticulously rewritten. Do you ever see those websites? You probably you're an editor by trade. Mm-hmm. You ever see those text spinning websites where you put in text and it just changes a couple words to make it, it so that you it dodges plagiarism essentially? Oh yeah, you, yeah, of course, yeah. So, so there's a yeah you put in a, you can put in a whole page and it'll rewrite it and it'll just change all the adverbs and but it'll still make sense. So it's. I think someone did that with the Twilight Zone intro. They text spun it, and they've got this intro to this show called Paradox Theater Tonight. And I think it really fucks the movie up because if you were to watch something and right before the movie started, a screen said, and now you're watching this fake thing. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean?
1: Yeah. You, yeah. you
0: you kind of fuck it up. Like, then I, I just feel like I'm not watching something real. Like, why do that except... Maybe to show cleverness or to, a callback to to those days, but
1: yeah, they fucked up because they broke kayfabe.
0: Yeah, what is that?
1: Kayfabe is the word that wrestlers use for like pretending that everything's real. So oh, when you okay. see wrestlers Definitely. like like in the ring uh, doing their thing or when they're talking shit to each other, basically anytime they're on camera, they call it kayfabe, and you never break kayfabe. You never like every once in a while wrestling will get a little bit meta i don't watch it so i'm assuming this has happened before
0: every once in a while
1: they'll do like a wink wink and a nudge but part of the whole thing um is that it's extremely important to even though it's fake as fuck to like never say that it's fake right and that's kind of that's kind of what movies are supposed to you can be as wacky as you want to but like so for example a movie like color out of space never broke kayfabe right Um, it's, it's stuck to it and it would have been different if it was, I I see what you mean. Like if, like Colorado space was framed as like at the beginning, it's like, you're about to watch a a spooky
0: Lovecraft tale. Or if the end of it, they slam a book shut, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. And that's kind of what this did. And I think that was a mistake. But, um, the things that I think you'd really like is it's got some long takes, dude. It's got some slow takes, man. And the slowest, slow zooms I've ever seen. You know when you have, you know, somebody's talking about something and all of a sudden they start saying, you know, it reminds me of this time back when I was young and the camera starts pressing in on them but it does it almost imperceptibly slow. This is, you have, if you just look at the corner of the screen you can tell that it's moving in on them to signify that it's important what they're saying. And when they do this in this movie you can't really tell it's happening. It's going so slow. And I think th- that's that was neat. There's a mm-hmm. lot of like, lo fi retro future talk like they'll say things like you know one day we'll have phones in our pocket you know and we mm-hmm, won't mm-hmm. if you don't and if you don't answer then you'll know that that person's dead like they yeah. have a little they have a little zinger on them that's pretty sweet and you know it's got a good grain to it i'm pretty sure it's digital video but they've made it look like film um the dj is hearing strange noises i'm a big fan of that shit you know like in, mm-hmm. uh, what was the what's the good rob zombie movie uh Salem, uh, Lords of Salem, when they get that big, yeah, that big thick LP from some mysterious band and it plays some haunting noise. Mm-hmm. There's a mm-hmm. there's a haunting noise in this where oh. if you hear it, like it, it affects you. Mm-hmm. Um, so all all that shit's pretty cool. You know, there's lots of loving shots of switchboard reel to reel tape quarters and um, and the idea that phone lines are coming into the town for the first time and radio waves are kind of scary. Like people are saying, well, that's why, you know, we put up those radios, you know, we put up those wires and that kind of stuff. Um, all sounds great. Uh, and like I said, you immediately after I watched it, I thought, it's too bad this didn't, none of this worked. But I think it might have because it's lingered. It has lingered a bit with me. Yeah. You know,
1: that it's, sounds good.
0: What's kind of ironic, though, if you make it an hour in, you're rewarded because mm-hmm. there's a, a little old lady. She's like 70 years old, comes out about an hour in, and she makes things freaky. She tells wow. a story. She tells a story. The guy from the radio grabs his gear, and he she calls the radio station, and he goes to interview her. And she tells a story, and this is how effective that was. It involves a baby. I'm not going to ruin it for people, because I don't think anybody's seen this fucking movie. Mm. Uh, it involves talk about a baby that's probably one of the... First, legitimately scary things I've heard somebody talk about Hmm. regarding children, maybe since The Shining, like kids are never scary, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. never scary. And it's and kind of a Pontypool callback. In Pontypool, there's somebody talking about there's the idea of somebody with a the sound of a tiny baby in their mouth as they're Hmm. dying, whereas this one talks about this isn't really a spoiler, but the idea of a baby saying. Adult words is kind of freaky, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and uh, which is also kind of like Bavarian. Um, Bavarian. That we didn't uh, I don't know if we watched it or not, but anyway, this is the one last thing that was kind of interesting about it. They talk, somebody calls in and talks about how there's all sorts of people on UFO duty and digging them up and burying them and doing things out in the desert, to, and why no one ever hears about it is, is the movie says that they just hire they make sure to hire black and Latino workers. And no one ever believes them, <laughs> so mm, they, mm-hmm, and they just send mm-hmm. them on their way. And, and so some of those guys are calling and saying, "I worked on that stuff," and just like everybody thinks I'm full of shit.
1: Right and, right.
0: and the government's just like, make sure you always hire minorities because no one will believe what they say. So that's a little that's a little
1: uh, callback to today, or I guess maybe not today, but you know, it's a nice little
0: nice yeah, little touch and, there. And that's that's where it's tricky, you know, because you wanted to you want people to. get that aha but you want to make them think they're you want to indulge in being in that moment of that time and like i said bookending it with a fake tv show does not help you do that that was a Mm. big i think that was a big misstep um so vast of night check it out that is my review i will give it three lighthouses three lighthouses out of 20 just wow jesus out of out of out of out of five out of five, okay, three lighthouses you, out of five. Did you watch Capone after all this? I remember you rented it. Did you ever buy it? No,
1: that was a big waste of money. I pressed play on it and then I like, <laughs> and then it's like you have yeah, forty eight hours. I'm like, I'll watch it within forty eight hours, and I did not. And then I was like, well, I'm not paying for it again. Um, so there's I, I heard that he like quacks bad. like a duck. He's oh, like, it's uh, so
0: bad. Yeah. You got it's got some choices and voices, dude. <laughs> it's got fucking, yeah. you know what's his name what's its fucking name? Tom Hardy. Name. Tom Hardy makes them choices and voices. He At loves
1: least. voices, man. He loves oh, doing he wacky loves voices.
0: <laughs>
1: and then, like,
0: the burn, the burn voice, you know? <laughs> like does, This one, he just kind of does this duck thing the whole time. It's basically Bronson, but a shitty version. You remember Bronson?
1: I love Bronson.
0: Bronson's great. So imagine Bronson, but the American shitty version. So he's yeah. fills the frame and he has fantasies. He's he wears adult diapers and shits his pants. Unlike Bronson, though, I don't, I don't think you see his little pointy dog dick. But I think yeah. other than that, you see him you know, <laughs> a lot. I, I forgot remember, that you uh, see his
1: dick in that movie. I, I forgot there's a that a lot of
0: it. Yeah, Bronson has a lot, and it's one of those. He's got like this little British uncircumcised pointy dick. It's so it's, sick. It's, it's so like gross. A,
1: yeah, it's pretty. He's got a he's got a disgusting <laughs> penis. That's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're keeping it positive. We're keeping it Oh, that's hug. true. He has he a has beautiful the, he has, has a beautiful weird well, fucking dog slow, dick. Slow down. He's got a dog <laughs> penis, but he has he has the po- body positivity to show us his dog penis.
1: That's no so it's, it's like he has a dog penis, but that dog <laughs> is a prize poodle, right?
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, watch Bronson. Um it's also it's not my favorite genre, dude. It's what I call the, the delusional movie, like Shutter mm-hmm. Island. I complain about yeah. Shutter Island a lot. Identity, you remember that movie where there's like five yeah, people in, yeah. in a hotel? Yeah. Those movies that all take place in somebody's head, I think mm-hmm. Usual Suspects was the only time it got away with it. Because that one cheats. That mm-hmm. one says it's all fake, but also it's happening too, because otherwise nothing happened <laughs> at all. So it's a big cheat. Um I will I give it credit for this, though. He shits the bed in it, um, mm-hmm. Both, mm-hmm. both figuratively and literally. And when right. he literally shits the bed, it, I, I don't know if the director is smart enough to have done this on purpose, but you remember in The Godfather when there's a horse head in the bed? And yeah. the guy slowly realizes that there's blood on him, and then he's like, What yeah. happened? And then he pulls it back, and it's like, Oh, there's a horse yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of do this with shit. And they I poop. think, Wow. And, and if that's the update of the mafia horse head in the bed i, I mm-hmm. think that was kind of cool um but it's got a it's got a real i don't know it, island of dr moreau missouri breaks kind of deal with it where you've got a an indulgent actor who's trying on a lot of scarves and women's clothes and diapers and sunglasses and something and he's ghostly white and he's sweaty like he was he was probably a week away from getting a mini me like in Dr. Moreau, just, mm. just saying, one day announcing, there needs to be a tiny Capone in this movie. He needs to follow <laughs> me around. Um, yeah. And it, yeah. And it was supposed to be called Fonzo. What, isn't that a way better title, Fonzo? It is.
1: It is, yeah, it is. But I guess, you know, they got to make sure that it's marketable to people.
0: So Yeah, uh, I guess they yeah. would have thought it was it had something to do with Fonzie. I don't know. But his name's, they oh, yeah. call him Fon- It's that weird time, too, that it's a story I've never heard. You know, the we all know about Capone. We all know why he went away. Um, But did you know that when he went to Alcatraz, he famously gets syphilis. And from what I heard, people just beat the shit out of him a lot. And then he died. Hmm. But the, but the real story is that when he was diagnosed with this rampant disease and he starts to go nuts, they let him go to some estate somewhere in Florida and just live out his last days. So the movie takes place in the last days of him living out that disease. So, oh, he's wow. stomp, so he's stomping around this big uh, mansion with a gold-plated Tommy gun and yelling at everybody, mm-hmm. and um, it's—I don't know—is why do that movie? I guess to tell that story is interesting, but it means that sometimes he's shooting people, but he's not doing it, so nothing means anything. You know?
1: Yeah, those are those are kind of frustrating, and you know, when you ask like why why tell a movie like this, um, or why, like why tell a story like that. Um, I don't really know that it's doing it. Like if it's, if the goal is to kind of like demystify, um, gangsters or something like that, I don't really know yeah. if that's a story that's worth
0: telling. I mean, I think you're right about that because they, you know, he, instead of having a big uh, cigar in his mouth, at some point they don't want him to smoke anymore. So they give him a carrot and they don't tell him that that's a carrot. So mm-hmm. he thinks he's smoking a cigar, but he's got a big carrot in his mouth. Yeah, and and I think that's like you said, kind of taking the piss out of out of gangsters, and I like Mm -hmm. I like the idea of that, but it was I swear to you, dude, it was about fifteen minutes in, and I looked at the runtime like, this is all we're gonna do. Oh my god, it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything else for another hour and a half.
1: And it Uh, it
0: does it, that's it then. That's That's it. it. You spend, and they they fucked this up too. You know, Capone is famously called Scarface. He has. gnarly scar on his face um i've never heard the story of the scar i've read about it but i've never heard it depicted in film Mm -hmm. and in this movie they tell you about it and here's a movie that can exist in a fantasy and why don't we hear about that fucking scar you know why don't we hear the story of the scar they don't if they mention it, it it's in passing or it's they don't they don't tell the story of it and the story is kind of fascinating he when he was a young he was a teenager as a waiter he was hitting on somebody's girlfriend or no it's their sister and it was another gangster type and he got mad because he kept hitting on his sister and he just came over with a little pen knife and just slit his throat (laughs) oh Jesus and then you know Capone goes on to become this this hugely uh, frightening notorious figure but he forgave the guy and he would make sure he said hi to him every time he saw him and when they talk about it that other guy would be like, well, he fucking deserved it. And he would never, he never like backpedaled at all from the fact that he cut this dude's throat. Jeez. He just sort of, and I think he must live with some sort of shame or else you wouldn't, you wouldn't like do that. You know what I mean? Something, mm-hmm. something happened in that moment that I think could be explored and what a time to do it at the end of this guy's life. And they don't do it. Don't
1: yeah. Explore that. Right. Which is what I would think that you would actually do to fill a runtime. Like, that's just not a movie, yeah. man. Like, that's that, not, it's
0: not... It's not a movie. It's there's not a no movie. reason and to I, do
1: that. And I dropped... That's like a, that's a, that's
0: like a short story. ...fucking thing. I, I paid top dollar because it was one of those new releases, you know? I'm watching yeah. all of them. And yeah. uh, Amy tapped out. She's like, this is it, huh? And she's a big Tom Hardy fan. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like we were saying, why not tell the story of a fictional gangster? And then you could have a gold-plated, Tommy gun wielding diaper-wearing psycho... We'll shoot everybody up at the end, and it's real. And yeah. then we're we're like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Instead, nothing, nothing lands. Not, there's no. Well, what, what I'm him.
1: hearing is that we're in his head, right? It's his yes. point of view. Yes. That's the mistake. Yeah. That's yep. the biggest mistake. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. it should not be from his point of view. It should be from the people around him, like yeah. trying to figure out what they do with this absolute maniac. Right.
0: I think like, he only kills. The only thing that actually happens is he shoots an alligator. And they mm. play that they play that at, off as one of those, you know, anachronistic Florida jokes. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it feels off. It feels off what they're doing with the alligator. But I think that's the only thing he actually does besides shit that there's all these fantasies of people he's killed and things that he's done. But it's all in his head. Um, and, they, and you know it. There's no surprise. I, I guess it would be worse if it was like Shutter Island and, and they said, oh, didn't happen. Yeah. But The fact that, you know, early on that it didn't happen just means you there's no stakes.
1: Well, it's like, yeah, it's like if an episode of Twin Peaks <coughs> took place entirely in uh, that room or something. Barf. Barf. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's, no, there's nothing going on at that point, you know? Yeah. like I think people have made a huge mistake with, like, surrealism in general by thinking that that's actually what's interesting about mm. surrealist movies, you know? Like, they're interesting because they're actually trying to do something. And somebody like David Lynch, for example, with, I don't know, and Drive or something... There's a reason why like the real world quote unquote stuff in his movies is so campy. It's because it's 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 meant to be hyper banal and hyper campy to anchor you Uh, in that way so that when it gets surreal, uh, it's not it's not too far out there. He basically he doesn't want to have his dialogue be anything other than like, you know, I miss you. I love you. I'm mad. I'm happy because anything more than that and the surreal stuff, it just becomes a muddy mess and it sounds like what happens with capone is is just that it's like what if it was like it's like the oops all berries of movies like this you know what i mean like good idea in theory like captain crunch oops all berries but all <laughs> oh, right yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. um yeah no but, that's but, but yeah. you need the little golden bits you need the little regular cereal stuff you do so i got to i got to walk my dog cuz she's has been fucking annoying me for the past 15 minutes to take her outside so Hopefully you don't hear too much wind, but I'm just going to keep oh. Yeah, let's keep do it Keep on keeping windy. on. This
0: is the this is the windy episode cuz I've got yeah. I've got my new my new eye of Sauron. Hopefully it fan. doesn't hopefully it doesn't like uh
1: cut out, but if it cuts out,
0: fuck it. I'll just call back. We tried we tried. Yeah.
1: Stay so, yeah, positive uh, to, on this
0: one. To put a to, to put a lid on uh, on, on Fonzo. Um watch if you watch it turn on the subtitles. Um it's basically like you said it's it's the Bane voice, but, like, it's the Bane mixed with the climax of the King's speech. You won't understand anything this fucking dude is saying. <laughs> um, so watch it with subtitles, and I wouldn't even do that. Maybe for free. Don't, don't spend money like we did. No. You, I think you actually got the better deal.
1: Yeah, because I just spent the money, and I didn't even <laughs> have to
0: watch it. Yeah, you sent the money into the ether. Um, I, did a, I did a reverse piracy. <laughs> kids these days, they're so fucking stupid. The reverse pirating things.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. they're actually just paying for stuff
0: and they're not even watching it. These fucking idiots, dildos, motherfuckers. Stupid kids yeah. are so stupid.
1: Yeah, kids are so dumb. You know, so hey you, man. so
0: what else? So I'm doing the movie. You do the book. Where you said
1: you read some books. I did read some books. Um, let's see, where do I start? Well, I've been reading just a just a bunch of stuff, man. um I've been reading a lot of non... Have you read uh, Human Smoke by Nicholson Baker? No, I
0: have not. Oh, okay.
1: Well, this is a really, uh, I think, good book for this time. Before I start talking about that book, though, I'm going to talk about something that's not quite as important because I'm testing walking with this thing, right? And if I do cut out, then I'll just call you back in about 10 minutes. Okay. Let's see what happens here. I think okay. it'll work. I think
0: Let's it's going to work. Just walking and talking. Okay, well, I can... Uh... I think it's going to work. Hold on. I think it's going to work. Yeah. I think it's going to work.
1: Let me just get far enough away from my Wi-Fi that it actually cuts out. Hey, hey, he's, he's walking. Hey, he's talking. Hey, he's yeah, talking. this... this uh, so, I have a... So, my dog is a blue healer, and uh, she's 13. I've had her since she was a puppy. I love her very much, but she Ooh. is
0: now we're going false, false alarm false alarm false alarm and so walking back. the dog walking the dog did not work so here we are back yeah forward.
1: i thought maybe it could go from wi-fi to the cell network with uh skype and, and maybe it might be smooth but um you know putting positivity aside for just a brief moment skype is an absolute dog shit program so i i wouldn't expect it to be able to do very much of anything um Okay, back on the positivity train. Let's put our positive yes, hats back on. positivity. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, oh, by you're... the way, before I start talking about this book, I got to talk about this tweet I just saw. This tweet uh, I just saw, it says. Social uh, media, that's a trigger for me. It says, uh, It says. yes, I'm a writer. No, I don't write. We exist.
0: Uh, I'm so, so
1: tempted to quote tweet that and just be like. <laughs> I, I just want even... to quote tweet it and be like, no, you're not.
0: <laughs> uh, how am I supposed I'm trying to keep it positive, Mike glass of water just exploded in my hand don't read me those things i will say this if we're gonna let me just let me indulge because you currently
1: you're currently you're editing a novel that you wrote right you, you wrote it you wrote a novel and you I are currently it editing it yes i am and how how many words is this novel that you wrote just curious uh 145 000. okay and how long did that take you to do
0: um i started that book maybe well i, I think working on it straight through. I would say I spent at least a couple years on it. Couple but years. Right. Cup I would say like two years on it. I started it back when I lived in Louisville though. It's a very Louisville book. I'm always yep. I'm always two places behind where I lived. The Last Projector was kind of my Pittsburgh book.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and I right.
0: published that you published that when I lived in Louisville and now I'm here I am in Santa Clara and I'm publishing my uh, my uh, Louisville book and mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm dead uh <laughs> the dead the dead man switch will send my California book to five yeah. people probably including yourself and then you will either publish it or I will haunt you as a poltergeist
1: yeah so, which it, is very frightening to think of um <laughs> just you
0: know uh, but no, That's, I, uh, it's in all of your best interest to keep me alive. You don't want the California book, Of course.
1: Yeah. Well, so anyway, so but the, with, see this tweeter right here who just tweeted this. Um, she's actually probably more of a writer than you. I, I hate to break. I hate to oh be the guy who she, has to tell you this. But but she <laughs> see the, the the reason why she's a writer is because this tweet got 12,000 likes. Um, how many likes has your book gotten so far, Dave? <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Two people have liked it when they read it, <laughs> but I would say uh, it was rejected by five agents and three publishers. So that's I've got negative likes. I've got negative eight. That's likes.
1: true. That's true. That, you know, that's actually why being a writer is so antithetical to the the Twitter game is because you actually should be in a deficit of likes if you're doing the whole thing right. You know what I mean? Like there there, there should be negative likes on what you do but it's the quality of those who do like it that
0: actually well, you matters. might hit on something why we should have the ability to remove a like so I think this is a good well, idea. no you Some, can you can re-
1: oh you mean like
0: subtract somebody, overall yes so you don't want to add to it you don't have to click anything negative because you know Facebook famously said we don't want to put a dislike option so we just want to whatever we can to avoid the dislike option so instead what if you could just remove one you know what I'm saying?
1: So, mm-hmm. if somebody,
0: mm-hmm. so if you look at it and you're like, oh, that's a daily affirmation bullshit on Twitter again, I don't yeah. want to like that, but I want to harm it in some way. <laughs> so, maybe, so if I could just remove one like and if enough people, enough like minded people could just anonymously whittle that down, I think you'd get more of an accurate sense of how much it was really liked. How many yeah, people I think groaned? So. How many people no. groaned when they saw it? I think so that's it would 100% say,
1: correct, but it would, it would tank the website right? Like it would complete, like nobody would go to it anymore because that's not what people Well, you would just, things would, things
0: would just never stop moving. You'd think you had Mm -hmm. likes, but they would just kind of, they would ebb Mm -hmm. ebb and flow like the tide. I see. (laughs) I see. That's very interesting. But anyway, you you know, that's, we're here to have it. That's a positive idea though. You know, it's it's not a dislike. It's just removing happiness, not causing unhappiness. That's, I think there's a difference. Yeah, I think so,
1: too. I think so,
0: too. I saw, something today reminded me of we were talking about. Um, you probably run into this. If you're, when we're talking about writing,
1: uh-huh. if you,
0: let's say something vaguely interesting happens to you, mm-hmm. like in, mm-hmm. a, in a kind of a basic sort of way, something interesting happens in your, and so you tell somebody about it who exists in your life, a non-writer type, and you say, you tell them this weird thing that happened you. Go, hold, on, hold on a second. <laughs> huh y'all ah. right homie yeah i was eating some cookies my sister made <laughs> i think that they're made they're like pure pure butter Ooh, she said that tasty like, though right they're like toasted butter yeah so i'm choking on a cookie <clears throat> mm-hmm. so anyway let's say something interesting happens to you and you tell somebody about it and uh they say haha that'd be a great story idea there's your next novel right there there's your new uh-huh. book uh-huh. And it's kind of annoying because you think to yourself, man, what a shit book that would be, What yeah. a sh- or what a shit story that would be. Why don't people yep. understand that? Well, it suddenly hit me that those aren't necessarily shit stories and shit books. I mean, they are, but they're also, that's the popular books.
1: Uh-huh. That's,
0: yeah. that's where the popular stuff comes from. When somebody says to you, put that in a book, and you think, shut the fuck up, that's terrible. Maybe you should, because that's... Yeah. That's the middle of the road shit. That's yep. the stuff that you can sum up in a sentence. That's the stuff you could, that somebody could say, that sounds familiar. And like, it, you know, that's that happened to any Joe Schmo on their way to their work day. Um, anyway, it just is a revelation. Like, if I, I think I could,
1: that you could, I you should, could I do should that. listen to
0: what the universe is telling you. The universe You being could. people that I, don't know what they're talking about.
1: I think if you could somehow, um, what I'm trying to say is that I I think that you could do stuff like that if you could somehow uh, weaponize your contempt enough into writing, right? Like if you could fuel the writing with contempt. Um, I can't do that, dude. I'm a positive person. I thought we that's already true. established this. We did, you know, we did. So that I mean, forget what I'm saying. Just for, yeah. Just don't even worry about it.
0: Um, so you're saying be under undercover, you could. Mm -hmm. what you could put on a mask and you could just deep cover it and write that fake book. Is that what you're saying?
1: Uh, I tried, I tried to
0: do it. This last book I wrote was supposed to be a take on one of those missing girl books that were so popular 10 years ago when I was writing it in Louisville, you know, gone girl, girl on the train. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All that shit was hugely uh, popular. And I thought I could do that. What if I just imagined somebody I know somebody in my life disappeared and I wanted to find them. What would I, what exactly would I do? So, so far,
1: so far, you're talking gold, man. This is how
0: bestsellers get written. And that's what I did, dude. That's what I started off doing. Then, like, you know, like what happened, I tried to do something similar with Last Projector. And then, 50 pages in, somebody's jerking off into a Venus flytrap because I can't wow. do it. I can't yep. do it. I right. can't keep, I can't keep the, I can't, I don't know, I can't keep the balls in the air or something. I can't do it. And the mm-hmm. book, right around the twenty thousand word mark, I lost interest in that sort of plot, mm-hmm. and I started to make it. I started to do more abstract things. I started to can I started to deconstruct it. I guess is what, what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, if I could, if I could resist the temptation to deconstruct it, what I had was a straightforward missing girl book, and that's still what it is. If you were to lie to somebody. And that's what they think it is for about the first third and then they'd say, I did not this is not what I paid for. <laughs> yeah. Because because I can't help but just I can't help but destroy it. And I think that that's I think it's important to destroy. It. Yeah.
1: Um, well you gotta start marketing yourself as somebody who deconstructs things because people like that, right? If if you explicitly say this is the novel that deconstructs the missing girl trope
0: well, that's what uh, my so brilliant query letter said, and, and agents, I got as far as get it. they asked for the manuscript, and then they said, ooh, unlikable characters. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know? They said unlikable or, characters? Well, I've, I, I've heard- I I've shouldn't say they all people. do. They, they didn't all say that. It was There was different stages of it. Some of them, yeah. said, a lot of them said, which at first I put too much stock into, but the whole um, we love it, but we don't know how to sell it. Um, yeah. And I've, I've since discovered that that's kind of just a form letter. It sounds great. It sounds like, well, I'm just too good for this world. But what, yeah. they're, saying, but what they're saying is they're saying that to everybody is what they're saying. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, no, well, it,
1: no, it is one of those. Like, what they're saying, uh, what, the, what these people are saying is that if, if I accept this book and it does not sell, uh, my, I will lose my job. Right? And this feels like a risk. And I don't feel like gambling because COVID-19 has ravaged the economy. And so what I need now is I need some, you know, I need some cozies. I need some some books set in uh, near future dystopias. I need, you, you know what I'm saying, man. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I know, I know yeah, I know what
0: you're talking because about. Because
1: it's just, it's because like I've, I've been talking to uh, folks on the phone and it's like these kind of people who put out some sort of daring books maybe five years ago on some major publishers and almost none of them did the did what they wanted them to and like their editors get fired and that's what sucks you know what i mean because it's like yeah. you get these people who take a risk and the problem is that it it goes all the way it goes well, all the way a, down it's you're just giving like people, me something? people people don't people don't want to if people don't want to actually buy weird shit then there's right. no way that these guys are gonna do it Yeah, be able it's, to it's, the old,
0: it's the old lab- label. You're you're a writer's writer, meaning yeah. you, need to, yeah. you need to be a, you need to be a reader's writer, but you've given me something new to strive for, which is I would really love to get an editor fired. By them taking a chance on me, <laughs> who wants to, who wants to, to roll those dice with me? Because yeah, yeah. I, I ended well, up. Well, it's uh, a,
1: just a matter. Of, it's just a matter of how much of an advance they give. Like I don't understand why they can't. I mean, like you're from the indie publishing world. They could tell you, listen, we'll give you a five grand advance, and we'll do like a run of you know five thousand copies,
0: and
1: yeah. we'll we'll send it to bookstores and we'll get you placement. It'll be it's like hype. I, I don't understand why they can't do like relatively low investment books for relatively low returns yeah, and then like it, yeah. let writers let, like let writers build up because that that seems like a much like that's what I've seen happen with somebody like you know like Brian Allen Carr for example right like every book that he does he gets a little bit more for it and they never they don't do this thing where they like right out the gate, give the guy a hundred thousand dollars, and then when it doesn't make that money back, say like, "Oh, we can never work with you again it's like right. like give us give us a chance to build up first right like give us it so that sense. people aren't going bankrupt right it makes sense with I what? mean
0: that's where I, that 's where the book ended up it ends up it ended up with a smaller publisher it 's a few hundred dollars advance, and mm-hmm. the thing is I'll, I just jump from small publisher to small publisher i don't um, you know, because they, I don't know. I, I don't know as much about the publishing aspect of it as you do, mm-hmm. but I know that every so often I'll vent my frustrations about my inability to sell this, some sort of project, and a small publisher will show interest in it. And they they romance me right off of those thoughts of, of a bigger publisher because I've already wasted years. When I said I spent a couple years on this book, mm-hmm. I'm not including the years that I fucking peddled it. You know, that was. Yeah. That was many years wasted. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I just want like any it's gonna sound pretentious, but like any artist, I just want to put my stuff out there and move on. I want to yeah. I want it to exist in the world and then move on. I don't want a bunch of trunk stories and trunk books. But that's when they say people vanish, when they say well that person gave up on publishing and they vanished I used to think that those people were well how could you van if you were actually doing it you would never be able to stop. You if you if you stopped you weren't a writer anyway, you know that old thing. But, no. what, I, but I, what I realized is that they just vanished because they stopped trying to get it out there. They're still mm-hmm. doing it. They're still doing it, but that just means their house is made of novels at that point.
1: Yeah, like I'm, right.
0: I've got, I've got four completed novels now, and it, some of them I just, I just have to create it and move on because I, otherwise I could keep rewriting it and keep trying to restructure it and keep trying to convince somebody and chase trends, and mm-hmm. and I can't, do, I can't do that anymore. I have to create something and move on. In this particular book, uh, I kind of had a, a, a moment where I just kind of gave up on it with larger publishers because they were stringing me along or too many almosts. And I feel yeah. good about I feel good about existing next year in, in a smaller press form because at least it'll fucking exist. You know,
1: yeah, you got to just do it. You got to do it. the. This guy's one of my models, man, is uh, Stephen Graham Jones. You got to do it the Stephen Graham Jones way. That motherfucker put out like three dozen books over the span of six <laughs> years or something. It was all yeah. it was all little uh, small publishers, right? Including Broken River was one of his books. Was Broken River?
0: Um, but least like, of my least of my scars. That's a fun that's one. right.
1: You should, yeah, that was you very should, uh, very first.
0: Throw out a little enticer for the for the audience. It's about a serial killer who has a an agreement with the mob. To bring him victims so that yep. he never has to leave the house. Yeah, <laughs> and, yep. and it's funnier than it sounds.
1: It's funnier than it sounds, and it's also grosser than you might think. Like he, yeah, he, does, he a, does some it, he does some fucked up shit. Like he's it, kind of a, like it's an indie press book, which means yes, yeah. it, it never would have had a bigger audience because they would, right right. They he's people. he's he's wised up now, and he did you know Mongrels, which had to have been a hit because now he's it's got the book. only good he's got the only good Indian coming out, which looks great, and like. Mangles is great. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I I liked it. Um I just was saying that I I figured it had to be a hit cuz he got a second book. Right, um right. but like uh but no, like that to me seems like that seems like a guy who really he he understood the indie system for what it was and he was like, "You know what? I'm just going to do like 30 books." Oh,
0: he was, because he when was when creating. I when I went to when I went to
1: Jones, man, when I went to Jones, I like, I had known him just a little bit. I think at BizarroCon, we like played pool together or something. And I was just like, Hey man, I, uh, I'm starting up this thing. It's called Broken River. Um, You know, do you have any like trunk novels? <laughs> and he was like, I got like four, like which one, which one do you think looks good? And I was like, Oh, like, cause he, so he was ready and I didn't give yeah. him any advance, uh, you know, and we, he just put that out. And then, you know, when he put out least of my scars, I went to Seattle to AWP uh, and we did a reading together. And at that reading, he was promoting three new books. He had like a little book of essays, I think, at uh, least in my scars. And then there was a short story collection. So yeah. there's something yeah, to be
0: said about that. He, quantity, He's, crea- man.
1: he's creating.
0: Okay. Yeah. We, should, we should mention Mongrels for anybody out there. It's, I think it's going to be a TV show. Oh no! And, shit. Uh, wow, yeah, that's cool. and it's cool. like AMC or somebody bought it to be a TV show, but it's a it's his werewolf book, yeah. and um, it's not just a it's not just a one off. Like, here's my werewolf book, here's my vampire book, here's my zombie book, well, because he digs into those to, to those genres. There's and a he, lot of similarity between you two, actually. Now that I think about
1: it, as well. Writers. What I like
0: about him is with his werewolf book, he thought about it in a way that you would think about it. That if you were mm-hmm. to turn into a werewolf. You would. There were some things that would cross your mind about the the logistics of that, and like the, the yeah. very, the very special challenges of what would happen. And like one of the things he mentions is that people people wearing tight pants, or if a woman turns to wear wearing pantyhose, that it mm-hmm. will pull. That when you turn back, that when that hair goes back in, it'll pull the the material into your skin, and it yeah. becomes a horrible horrible thing. And so there's there's different sorts of, you know. Things that you have taken into consideration about the physical change into a wolf creature back to a human that yeah. could do damage to you, and those kinds mm. of things are clever because no, that's the shit that nobody thinks about, you know, and that's the things yeah. that we would think about if right, it was real. And-
1: and i don't i don't think like the least of my scars i don't think anybody before or since has thought of hey wouldn't it be a good idea to like keep a serial killer on call if you needed a body disposed of <laughs> or you need somebody <laughs> often in a, in a particularly gruesome way um yeah so yeah if they so just, he, just
0: send him to his door
1: yeah he's always thinking and you know what i really like about his writing too is that even when he got to something like mongrels he uh there's there's like a lack of refinement for a better term that I really love about his writing, where it feels everything that I, I'm saying right now is going to sound like an insult and it's not. Like I was just going to say has,
0: first, it felt first, first drafty, drafty, first yeah, drafty. Exactly. But so but, but, it exciting, drafty? but it's exciting. But it's
1: exciting. Yeah. 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 It feels first draft. Like all of all of his books have that though. They all feel first drafty, because if I had to guess, he has never said anything like this to me, but. If I had to guess it's it's probably not more than a couple drafts I mean he seems to write them fast and he seems to have a lot of confidence in what he's trying to say and yeah. he had, like there are these great lines that he has in his books, um you know particularly books like Lead Feather and you know some of the more i guess like uh well lead feather's not realistic it 's very surreal but like kind of more based in our reality i i don't even know how to really describe that book it 's amazing but some of the sentences don't make any sense. Straight up. Like I will just say that. Like you'll read them three or four times and you'll be like, "Okay, I I have no idea." Like what you It's can not get it's
0: there. not any e- yeah, sometimes it's not an easy prose. I think yeah. Mongrel's the first half of Mongrel's was tough. And then yeah. and then it sort of opened up. I don't know whether I got onto the wavelength of the narrator.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but then it became super easy to where I couldn't wait to get back to it. But I yeah. remember a couple false starts because I thought I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. But I that's, know that you're that's having kind thoughts. Of part of I know his there's a thing. kid on the road. There's this. There's a. It's a road trip thing going on here, but I can't. And then all of a sudden it clicked.
1: Oh, the, well, the book I was trying to think of was actually was All the Beautiful Sinners, which was one of his first books, which was a serial killer book, and that one is like really hard to get into. It's about 400 pages, <clears throat> and it's great. It's got kind of a No Country for Old Men feel, but there's a ton of lines in that book that just. Once again, like you can read them three or four times, and you might just not quite get it. But it's it's so important for. Well, I why, wish that, that why was a thing he, that was no. That's, the, but that's like why I think he works so well. You know what and, I mean? And that's it, it feels that like a thought process.
0: You should be yeah, able to it, it do. Yeah, it feels that. like a thought process. Like feels, like in music, music can can make mistakes that can be gold and are left yeah. in. You know, you can the little Radiohead like creep
1: thing, the ju-jung, yeah, jajun. Like that was that was put into that song because the guitar player was pissed off at the rest of the band because he hated the fucking song and he wanted to ruin it, and that's like the most iconic part of the song now. You know, is that yeah. weird guitar chunk noise? Right.
0: If anybody wants to read a good, uh, probably the cleanest prose of his that I read. It might not be true because I, there's a, I can't, I couldn't have read all of his books, but uh, Zombie Bake Off is real, real straightforward, but it's it's pretty amazing. Did you read zombie bake off that I was that the one with the wrestlers?
1: Yeah. The pro wrestlers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. I did read that. That one, one yeah. is
0: hilarious because it, again, it considers things about zombies that you hadn't thought of. And it's a, there's a bake off going in a, on in a high school cafeteria or whatever, or gymnasium. And there's wrestlers. <clears throat> and uh, at one point they, you know, in zombie movies, they're, they're after brains, right? They want to eat your brains. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the book, the, the, the protagonists are like these little old ladies that are baking cupcakes and shit. Yep. And, and they, they decide, well, you know what we could do is we could, we could put together all our ingredients and make the taste of brains. Like, what could it possibly taste like? And so they, (laughs) they sample some brains and taste it. That's right. And there's like somebody who has the ability to do, to create something just by tasting it. And she whips up some sort of, you know, manufactured brains in the mm-hmm. heat of the moment and i'm just yeah. thinking this is brilliant because nobody's that's brilliant, ever can, yeah. like they're not geniuses you could trick them with your you know it's kind of the solution that they were looking for in day of the dead when they're trying to solve the crisis if they could have yeah. come up with the taste of fake brains well it, it's it's that's like the way other, he's, he's thinking other, about this stuff
1: yeah other movies have done that like much less successfully too like i always hate like in like Shaun of the dead where you can pretend to be a zombie where you can, like, go, uh and walk oh. funny, and, like, that'll that that that'll trick... I mean, it, that's a comedy movie, but I've seen it done. Right.
0: Didn't The Walking Dead do something like they that? Did. They did. They they put, yeah, they put, like, uh, overcoats on and smeared each other with guts, and they were able to exist because the zombies... They figured that zombies could smell you. That was the... Mm. They didn't really... They didn't chase you because you were acting normal. They smelled the living or
1: something. Yeah, so,
0: but one of my favorite since we're having a
1: i like that this has turned into the stephen graham jones love fest Why not? See, this, Why not? this is this is this is where <laughs> this is like when we do like positive podcasts what, i was gonna like, say
0: positivity i'm always gonna end up on the stephen graham jones train if we're talking positivity dude, look, so the nicest my, guy in the world
1: my my favorite like deep cut uh stephen graham jones book is called the long trial of nolan dugati did you read that one
0: I did not. I haven't even heard of it. Okay.
1: So the concept for it is that there's this game that was, I think, kind of like Centipede. And do you remember way back before the internet, there used to be phone numbers you could call to get hints when you were playing video games, right? Um, So there's this guy, Nolan Dugati, and he works at, he's the last man in this call center for this video game, right? Oh, sweet. And there's like the ghost of the Centipede is kind of hunting him through it. Um, and it's also like mixed in with letters from his estranged dad, who's like a terrorist. Um, so it's all, all these <laughs> elements. So he had five story ideas and he That's said, right. just, I just got to get them put them in a- and this is what I love about this guy so much. It's like it's it's only the only reason Stephen Graham Jones's output has slowed down is because now he's on a bigger press, and they're and he's doing things like signing contracts and you know yeah, they've, having they've like atta- a book a year. They've atta- they've attached him to some sort of but generator. It's it's like it's like you said they like don't let him out. It's like you said like he has a he has a shed in his backyard now that's made out of novels. You know, like <laughs> probably. Just, <laughs> but um, but no, like he just keeps going and I was thinking about this. I was thinking about because I was talking to a friend on the phone the other day and they had writer's block and we were trying to like figure out what was going on. And I, I get struck by this thought anytime either I have it or a friend has it. And it's like, you know, you wouldn't have a block if it was something that you thought was fun to do. And somebody like Jones you can clearly see thinks that it's a fun thing to do. Right? Like that's like his his pastime.
0: I think he does yeah. that
1: and he plays like basketball or
0: some shit. Um, yeah, people should, uh, if you want, uh, the listeners should Google him right now and look at him because he's like this beautiful angel creature. So he's very good
1: looking too, yeah. Yeah, so very you're going to see guy. him. Whenever
0: yeah. we, yeah, people just sort of gravitate towards him in public. Yep. Right. Uh, he, just, he kind of exudes good naturedness and attractiveness. Yep.
1: Right, right. <laughs> when I was playing pool with him for BizarroCon, as a matter of fact, this was the only time. I'd ever experienced this before, but I saw women approach him and be like, uh, Hey, what's, what are you doing? And he would just kind of be like, Oh, just playing pool. And he would rebuff them. Right. Like, cause he's, he's a good guy. He's a married guy. He wouldn't like flirt or anything like that. But I had never
0: seen that in my life before or
1: since actually. He's like,
0: a magnet. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, I, well, the first time I met the guy was at a AWP and I was, um, near some table and he came in and you know he's he's like six foot long black hair native american dude with the he's wearing some boots and it's some sort of uh jeans and a shirt he's like what you'd imagine if if the stand the the villain in the stand was a good guy red flag what he would probably look like and he came up to me and, and I talked to him online, but I'd never met him before. And he just sort of started to circle me and look at my boots. I had these gray boots on yeah. and I was looking at his boots. He's just like, pretty nice boots you got there, man. He's <laughs> like, yeah, those are pretty good. I said, I like these. I like these boots. They're, they're, they're kind of blue, but they're kind of great. He's like, you know what they call those? Those are called mouse colored boots and they're hard to get. And I was like, I, I feel like on top of the world right now because yeah, of my mouse yeah. my mouse colored boots
1: yeah good, yeah good, good oh well, to what meet we're you saying Dave. is like and we, he sort we, of
0: floated away yeah 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 and it's
1: like there are some people who are just like that where it's like that guy's so cool <laughs> you know what i mean you're <laughs> just like i was a i was a one person so fucking cool yeah he's um, a good he's a good guy so anyway, you should, love, got, you Fe- love fest. buy, buy fest over. Shit, but yeah, buy, buy those books shit, real. Especially buy uh, Least of My Scars*. Actually, you should you should buy that one. Um, then then
0: Osborne gets money.
1: I get a little bit money. of money.
0: Yeah. But I would recommend *Zombie Sharks with Metal Teeth*. That's his short story collection. Yeah, I that was that good, good too. That's a good. Are gateway. those? Is that?
1: I don't know if that's still in print, man. I don't know because that's a lazy really? fascist one. I don't know if lazy fascist. Ooh, I think yeah. lazy fascist stayed in print i don't know i'm I, i'm not talking it's still from proud. any kind of knowledge is it still there it's still,
0: there? In print. It's still in print. okay good okay good that's the one is that the one with the story where this person has their mom and dad are muppets
1: i do not remember yeah
0: i, I think that's the one it's it done totally straight it's a very sad kind of melancholy story if you grew up and your mom and dad were muppets yeah (laughs) Yeah. i get i'm not doing it justice because you read it and it just gets kind of creepy and sad it's fascinating Mm -hmm. well i would
1: i would do a recommendation if people wanted to have a sample before they bought i'm pretty sure this story is still online look up father son and holy rabbit did you ever read that one no that is about a father and son hunting in like the cold snowy world and something happens i forget what exactly happens like an ice shelf like falls on the dad or something and they get they get stranded yeah uh no 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 he doesn't get stranded no 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 he keeps going out and bringing back rabbits for them to eat and there's a he might have read this one i'm sure he did it's it's one of the it's just one of the best short stories period
0: like not just by him if you like werewolves get mongrels if you like zombies zombie bake-off if you like everything get zombie sharks with metal teeth if you like um if you want to, if you want to be the person who says I knew him when, get mongrels because I think something big is going to happen with it. Uh, if you want Osborne to get a little check so you can go buy vitamins, get the least, <laughs> my, the least of my scars. That's
1: right. That's right. Help me. Help me to buy more desiccated beef liver, uh, <laughs> which is also a train that I've been on and I've been feeling. I'm telling you, man. Between the ZMA and I take NAC, uh, which is for your lungs and your liver. And then I take desiccated beef liver, uh, beef brain, and beef heart. Um, and they're all from, so- from grass-raised New Zealand cattle. Um, mm. And I have just been feeling speaking sharp of, as a
0: tack. Speaking of brains. That's right. Well, I, well, I, I well, eat I brains, actually, now. I eat chloroform, and I have the strength of 10 vegetables. That's the, you are
1: a, a giant head of broccoli, and <laughs> I am a fucking bull. I'm a, I'm a, let I'm me a, just, a, I want to
0: get, can I get negative just for a minute? Just a tiny, just a smidge.
1: I think, I think we've engendered enough goodwill with a 30 minute Stephen Graham Jones love fest that we can, okay. we, we've actually like, we put too the much, lied, too much. We, love. Well, listen, that's listen, we, I, feel, we, I feel, mean. We now. Put the, we put the lie to the idea that we're just these negative assholes, right? Like yeah. we do like things. Um, we okay. just like the actual good things. That's
0: all. Well, I'm going to roast something right now. Let's did you it, see it roastage? Did you see Doctor Sleep?
1: Uh no, I did not. Uh, no. I just I couldn't I I couldn't be interested in something uh, like that. Like Did you see The Haunting of Hill House? The show? Yes. Funny story, I've seen parts of it because Rios actually watched that show on Netflix and I caught I caught episodes. I get the gist of it. What did she think of? Let me ask her. Hey Rios. What do you think about the haunting of Hill House? What? Oh, we're just talking about it the... and
0: <laughs> She doesn't she... want to get
1: tricked. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, there's
1: it's not it's not a trick question. Oh, okay. Um, I like that there are ghosts in the background. Yeah. I like that part of it. Uh huh. And this is great podcasting. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm making fun of Dave. Go ahead. Oh,
0: uh, I liked that there were ghosts in the
1: background. She liked that there were ghosts in the background. That's, yeah. The, bro- the broke, broke also, neck
0: lady was interesting.
1: The broke she neck was like, lady was interesting, is what yeah. Dave says. She was
0: cool.
1: Mm-hmm. She scared me. Um, and wasn't that the character. It was like a time thing, right? Like there was like a time going on.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let yeah. Me, yeah. Ask you you me ask you can you ask her this? Speaker. Sure. Can you actually? Can, I wonder can, if I put can, you on speaker. Actually, work. Hold on. Let me see if I could just. Okay, go ahead. Let me ask you, Rios, did it? Did the show feel green to you? Did it feel like the whole thing was green? Green, the color, yeah. Green. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I had a tint to it. I could see that. Yeah, yeah there's something going on with Haunting a Hill House and Doctor Sleep. They're by the same guy. And they've got this this glaze, this murky... Split P Glow. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a TV thing. If it's, well, a, I think it it's... might be. It might be a horror thing because um, there's a couple movies uh, like oh, what the fuck is it called? The Dark Water, the Japanese version. It feels. Oh good. yeah. That one feels like a green, like it has like a green tint to it. Is and that then... the? Re- Did they remake that with with the? They did remake that, but okay, so. I don't remember if that one had
1: a green tint to it, but the original kind of does like a green, like a yellow green.
0: See, that's my question. So green means horror. I I think maybe it was because the Matrix was so big that I always think of sci-fi with green, but green is becoming a horror thing now. This sort of green glaze. And I didn't know whether it was just me or not, but you, you, you did notice this too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the... right, I'm going to take off speaker because I don't know what it's doing to the audio. So that
0: was a fun experiment. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, my, my point is that Dr. Sleep is the same. Whatever went on to make that TV show, Haunting Hill House, is happening with Dr. Sleep. Well, okay. That means that I'm watching something. And this is one of those things where I think people will, will be like, what are you talking about? Mm. I, it doesn't feel like a movie to me. It feels like I'm watching a green show. A yeah. green and, I, and my theory was that it was green screen that maybe mm. that was as simple as it got That if you have a bunch Ooh. of people in an artificial horror movie situation because both the Haunting of Hill House and Doctor Sleep heavily feature um, artificial mansions artificial environments like the, the Overlook Hotel and the and Hill House are these vast spaces that don't exist in real life they didn't build them they might have built a room or two but they just sort of drew it on there, you know. So it has this—it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: like it's—it sounds worse than it is, to, but to say that it's got like a—it's got like an Xbox looks to it.
1: <laughs> it kinda has I know this. what you mean, man. I think that I think that people don't understand that like these kind of tints are are supposed to be used in very specific ways. So I'm thinking of like green movies. So I'm thinking Fight Club has a green palette. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, does, uh, in the mood for love has a green palette. You ever see
0: that one, the one car wife flick? No. Or wait, or maybe it was the the angels one. Maybe anyway, that right, one. So is that their way of because it's all on digital now? They're like, we got to do something to it because it looks like it looks like a TV commercial. So we just create right. a color.
1: So they just crank, grab a no, color. No, there's literally people whose jobs are co- is color correction, and they go through the whole thing, and the director
0: will like talk to them and say like, this is the palette. So maybe that's that's what's happening right now. They cut to whoever's doing color correction and it's like this little green dude. He's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what you're talking about.
1: It looks totally normal to me. Yeah. Well, there's something (laughs) like with, with the green too. like the green kind of suggests, you know, rot and, and, and grime, you know, that's why it's in the matrix, right? Because it's supposed to be like,
0: I think what it does though, is it just makes, you know, I think it makes this endless, I think it removes the style because green is becoming a default fake style for these uh, digital movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching Dr. Sleep, there's moments when they have to... It's a sort of a sequel to the movie The Shining rather than a sequel to the book The Shining. Yeah. He, I, it was ambitious. He tried to do both. This director tr- tried to both make it a, a sequel to both of them. And, and you can't do that because... There's so many differences. Like the book The Shining, uh, he runs around with a croquet mallet and the hotel blows up. In the movie The Shining, he runs around with an axe and he freezes outside. So the, the house is still there. So in the movie, they, they just, in Doctor Sleep, the house is still there because he goes back to it. And I don't know what happens in the book because, wh- or whether Stephen King acknowledges that the house blew I didn't read the book. But the Overlook Hotel has to exist. Um, So that means it's sort of a sequel to the movie and not the book. And that Mm -hmm. means that there's these weird, it's like doing double duty. And so that means when it talks about the Overlook Hotel, this director then abandons whatever style he was trying to do and then just makes this Kubrick ripoff. It's like all of a sudden it's burn and we're looking at the Overlook and we're looking at The Shining. We're looking at Stanley Mm -hmm. Kubrick's The Shining. And there's something really cynical about that. Like he, are yeah. you allowed to do that? Can you just take somebody's style and make it put it in your Man. movie? That's that's different than ad- adapting a book, isn't it? Am I?
1: It's different than adapting a book, and it's also, but it's extremely uh, descriptive of what is kind of I think going on with movies in general right now. Everything feels like a redo of like. There's very little originality you know even to the point yeah. that like you watch something like uncut gems i mean that one's got its share of cassavetes right but like that that's true yeah it it feels it feels just like there's there's humans with a vision behind it paul thomas mm-hmm. anderson is the same way like it's sure, a scorsese Gork-
0: knockoff yeah but right right Bo- boogie nights it's like whoa this dude loved goodfellas yeah but then, yeah but then he, he makes it his own yeah, where, yeah, and by but, the
1: time you get to like the master, it's like okay, this is like his movie, right? Like but, this is a Paul. But the Paul the difference Anderson would
0: movie. be: what if Paul Thomas Anderson in and, and Boogie Nights took literal scenes from Goodfellas yep. and
1: used them? You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, you it's you just p- some people don't understand the difference between homage and and pastiche, right? Like, there's it's it's very difficult for some people to kind of get to like internalize their influences, you know? I, but um, I think
0: that's still I think that's still slightly less criminal than I'm describing. I don't think can you just take someone's scenes and put them in your movie? Am, am I going crazy? Can you just oh, put I, a, yeah. a kid on a big wheel zipping
1: around those carpets? Does, does that happen in Doctor Sleep? Yes. See, I don't like that at all because that's I don't, just that's this d- part of this culture of like this this example isn't going to make sense at first. It, it will to you, but not maybe to the listener. But for the past, this has kind of gone away. But there used to be this trend that the only thing an artist had to do to kind of get get a name was to combine two things. So it would be like Predator versus Batman, right? Which actually right. was a thing. But like, or it's like you know the alien aliens versus Iron Man or something like that. And it's just here are two things that you like. I mashed them together, and people would pay like, nerds with disposable income would pay 300 bucks for the print, yeah, you know? that's, that's kind of what happened. Um, but, like, that's, but that's kind of happened with, with these movies. It's like, you know, hey, you remember the scene from, from this? Like, why would you do – does he do anything to fuck with it?
0: And the like sti- this- No, the style just becomes Kubrick. It's mm. not – see, that's the thing. That's my biggest problem. He's not doing Stephen King anymore, which is what the adaptation is supposed to be. He's doing Stanley Kubrick. And Which not, is funny
1: because isn't it? How didn't, didn't, King, didn't Stephen King notoriously dislike yes, the, the film did. of The Shining? He did. But uh, he
0: liked Doctor Sleep. He's there's a, it's a Well, new he likes Stephen everything King. now. His yeah, His these days, his, his, new... his brain is pudding right now. Yeah, he, like he's he used to be grumpy. <laughs> he loves everything. This is the yeah. dude
1: I told you that he used to write. Well, all, music all he reviews. hates all he hates is Trump now. That's that's all that's
0: all well, he does. He used to did I I think I mentioned this. He wrote music reviews in the back of Entertainment Weekly. And he would just be like, the new Buck Cherry is awesome. This is in the middle of the rise of indie rock and grudge. And he's like, how come nobody's listening to Buck Cherry? And somebody finally wrote a letter to the editor, like, "Um, do you hate music, Mr. King? (laughs) Do you understand what's happening? But anyway, as far as like. That's kind of charming, though. I think.
1: I think that's kind of charming.
0: I've got three Buck Cherry albums. I don't mind them at all. If people want to watch Dr. Sleep, it's got that. I mean, it's all connected, right? So you've got references to the Dark Tower and all those things that people that like Stephen King like so much. But I just wonder if they're tired of him dragging out... Like, there's the memory box warehouse deal that he's done, like, five times now. You ever see Dreamcatcher, where the person's memories are stored in this virtual warehouse? Uh That shit's in this. He's doing that again. There's the draining the life force of something. There's, like, these life force vampires. And if he's as bored with material... You know, as I am, I don't think, I feel like I'm I'm exactly where I should be, which is he's bored with this material. He's doing life force draining and memory warehouses.
1: Over I'm wondering, and over does anybody does anybody like Stephen King books right now? Like, I guess they still
0: sell. Well, we have a little book club going where we're rereading The Stand. Um, I like okay. old Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, right. The, uh, we watched this new show, The Outsider, and it was really good until the last two episodes. Um, it's I, his resurgence doesn't bother me as much as this
1: the outsider that's right cheapening yeah cheapening of
0: film I think the outsider looked more like a movie than Doctor Sleep did. and yeah. there's like a you know it's CGI there's there's like a little girl who's in, basically invincible and every time she runs into the to the villain who actually to be honest there's a villain Rose the Hat is her name because she wears a funny hat it's less dumb than it sounds. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a very compelling presence, this this villain, this villainous. Um, But every time she runs into the little girl, this invincible little girl, like hands her her ass. So yeah. So <laughs> the movie has to so the movie has to take the invincible girl out of the movie
1: because like, it would course, be like
0: it, it would be like in Aliens if
1: like Newt put the alien joke yes, hold exactly like, <laughs> that's what happens. So
0: at the end they have to roll. Danny out, the Danny character, so he can swing an axe at her because that reminds people of the movie The Shining and not the book where it was a fucking croquet mallet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude, dude, I'm getting negative. I I gotta gotta wrap this up. Let's let's,
1: let's put it to bed. Let's put it to
0: bed. bed. Let's put it to Dr. Sleep. All right. Oh, I like that. That was good.
1: Hey everybody, thanks for listening. I'm going to actually do something that I don't do normally on the podcast and I'm going to say, hey, if you like this, um, please share... With uh, as many people as you can, tell them that Ooh. it's a good podcast. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Look at that. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at oh. brbjdo. Smash. Smash that like. Ring that bell. What's What's your Twitter handle, Dave? Where can people find you? Spider
0: frogged. Spider frogged. You'll S- see, I'll, I'll, My profile G. picture is always some sort of mutated frog. If frog it means something yeah. to me. It might not yes. mean anything to you. Right.
1: Okay. Well, and then that, and also buy our books. The last projector. Uh, by my book, it's called "By the Time We Leave Here We'll Be Friends." I'm pimping the first one this time. Maybe I'll do okay. another one yeah, the next yeah. time. And
0: next um, next year, she was found in a guitar case. It's my missing girl novel.
1: Is that and that's coming out soon. Coming out. coming
0: out next. Coming out in uh, 2021. Post-play. 2021. With I'm working with, on the ed- edits right now. Perpetual with, Motion Machine Publishing.
1: PM. I love those guys. They're great. It's a pretty good feeling Yeah, it feels pretty good I get a lot of double takes When I'm coming around the corners And it's mostly pretty nice Yeah, it's mostly pretty alright Cause most kids give me credit For being down with it When it was back in the day Back when things were way different When the youth of today And the early seven seconds
0: Taught me some of life's most valuable lessons The scene will seem less sunny, it'll probably get druggy, and the kids will seem too skinny. There's gonna come a time when she's gonna have to go, with whoever's gonna get her the highest. There's gonna come a time when the true scene
1: leaders will forget where they differ, and get big picture, cause the kids at the shows, they'll have kids of their own, the single off songs will be our scriptures. (laughs) We gotta stay positive. We gotta stay positive. We gotta stay positive.
0: The King and the Queen I knew that we'd arrived at a unified scene And all those little lambs from my dreams Well, they were there too Cause it's one thing to start it with a
1: positive jam And it's another thing to see all through And we couldn't have even done this If it wasn't for you